Welcome to the Big Guns Football Podcast. I'm your host, Commissioner Jay. Welcome back to another episode of Football Talk. And today I want to talk a little bit about the NFL as a whole and in general. I think uh, some observations through 12 weeks of football has brought me to this point. And I just felt the need to pour a cup of coffee and talk about it. One of the things I think is happening in the National Football League is certain games are predetermined. Now, I know that a lot of you out there probably don't believe in conspiracy theories in the National Football League, and you're like, Jay, you're, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. This sport is legit. And it may very well be. I'm not saying that all of it is fixed. But I think that there is a certain level of underhandedness, if you will, in the National Football League. How did you come to this decision, Jay? How did you really come up with this? This is just something one day you woke up? Well, the answer is no. I, I think that over the years, we've all seen things that have happened on the field that just makes you scratch your head. Now, we have the Vegas front. Las Vegas makes a, a boatload of money, millions and millions and millions of dollars on bets. And there's algorithms and there's all kinds of statistics that would make you believe a certain team would have a certain outcome. And any number and any statistic can be manipulated to tell a story. It's life. You take statistics, you tell a story based on those statistics, and you can basically complete an argument you know, from that. For me, I find it very, very suspicious that the National Football League gives players helmets with earpieces in them and microphones, and the sidelines can talk to them. And you're like, well, you know, they call the plays in, Jay. That's exactly what it is. Now, before, a lot of uh, quarterbacks would get the signs called in. It was either a hand sign or someone would come from the sideline and walk it in to the play saying what it was. But that's not the case anymore. Technology with what it is today has brought us to this point where it's basically called in and... Maybe the coach calls in a subset, you know, says I formation. And out of that I formation, the quarterback may have the autonomy to call that play and make sure that out of that I formation, he can call the set that he sees by identifying certain, you know, defensive formations where the Mike linebacker is and, so, you know, so on and so forth. But it seems to me that what's going on in that headset sometimes isn't just a play call. And sometimes you see these guys up in the booth that are not on the sidelines. They're kind of in a locked room. And some people will say, well, you know, they got all their, their playbooks and everything's laid out and, you know, they're, they're, they're calling the plays in. And that's probably true. You have referees on the field, okay, that are standing right next to the play, you know, 80, 90% of the time they're, they're Johnny in the spot. They're right there. You have multiple cameras, especially if it's a TV game, which mostly every football game is televised. You have cameras over the field 
on strings that basically are, you know, a couple feet away from each player. You have microphones that are like radars on the sidelines that pick up the sound. You have microphones in the booth. And then you have um, calls that can come from New York, um, almost like in hockey. I think it's Toronto. They make the final call. You have a challenge flag. You have a penalty flag. Um, you know, you have certain timeouts and certain challenges. And there's a lot of things that are out there that are in place. They say it's to make the game better, to make it more accurate. And I think that, sure, there could be some truth to it. But you look at some of these games, a team that is super dominant, I mean very dominant, this team has no business losing to this other team because this team structurally isn't ready to perform against this team. And Vegas puts a line in there and and everybody bets crazy. They're like, all right, we're going to bet for this team. There's no way that this team could possibly lose to this team. And everyone's excited because, again, you know, there's these survivor leagues. And you see these games, and I'm not going to go into which games, uh, but there's a couple in particular that I know that are out there that are so egregious, so bad. Why did the quarterback throw that pass basically to the cornerback? I mean, he had a guy down the field that was wide open. And he threw an interception. Or why did the guy run to the right and right out of bounds that put him out of field goal range when he clearly could have just thrown the ball away? Now you can say that, you know, in the heat of the moment, the adrenaline was running, he may have seen something else. But these are consummate professionals that are making millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to be exact. And they're they're making these boneheaded plays. Now... It's easy to sit from your couch in your chair and be the armchair quarterback and make these calls and say, I can't believe they didn't see this. And some of these plays, ironically, more often than not, seem to have a drastic effect on the money line, on the, um, you know, the betting. And Vegas didn't become Las Vegas and make millions and billions of dollars by not being right. And there's only so much an algorithm can do. Sometimes you have to change the way the outcome is because again, maybe a quarterback is aggravated, he makes a play, all of a sudden now it throws everything into an uproar. And, you know, quarterback does too much or too little. He's told to throw this pass, he doesn't throw this pass, and it affects the game and the money line gets affected. Now, don't tell me that Las Vegas doesn't have some sort of say-so on some of the outcomes in these games. Don't, because I'm going to tell you, you know, that you're a liar. Because, again, there's no way that these teams, uh, you know, Vegas puts a lot of money into these teams. And for them to not have... Uh, 
uh, an interest in this is crazy. We are at a point right now where we have to take that into consideration. We have to really think about that, at least in my opinion. How does a play clearly on TV, clearly with a referee standing three feet away, clearly with the announcers and multiple, multiple cameras see the same thing that you and I see and all of a sudden the referees that are supposed to make this call go into a little conference, basically talking to one another, asking themselves, well, what should we say? I mean, I, I know I know his foot was inbounds, but should we say out of bounds? Is that the call we're going with? Almost like we got to get our story straight before we go out there. So I know it clearly looked like a catch, but the way this game was supposed to be was it was supposed to not be a catch. He was supposed to drag his one foot. He's not supposed to. Then all of a sudden you hear a referee make a call and you're like, how could he? He was two feet away from the play. He was looking right down at the foot and he makes the wrong call. So now we have a challenge flag, multiple replays, multiple replays, and we have a penalty flag. And then we have upstairs. And then we have a guy on a broadcast, you know, a Gene Serator or somebody else like that. And they make it say something. Multiple firewalls of correction. Instant replay, challenge flag, something in the headset, referee overturns it, TV timeouts, all things to kind of change the direction of the game. And I know you're thinking that's crazy, but think about it the next time you watch a football game. Think about how something can be so obvious to a pedestrian fan on the sidelines and you know um, just they they miss they're they're trained for this these guys have gone to referee school National Football League has rules upon rules how about when you see a holding call holding call can be called on almost every play in the National Football League Pass interference could almost be called on 80 to 90% of the calls. And you say to yourself, how could that be pass interference or how could that not be pass interference? Well, the answer is when, when the play of the game has to happen and the, the money line is on the line and, and basically the outcome, it's when you're going to see an extra pass interference, an extra holding, an offsides. Player, how does a player who's a professional making a million dollars a year sticks his head over the line? He doesn't look down the line to see the football is, is his head's over the football line. It's almost like he was told to do that. Player goes down with an injury, supposedly, and I use the quotation marks. Another guy comes in. Where a game seems odd and a player just is benched. Now, some of the stuff, there's, it's validated. Some of the stuff out there is, is exactly that. But some of it is like, wow, how convenient that this play happened in such a way. You look at those factors, you look at those things, and you really have to scratch your head. 
you see a game that's a blowout and you know there's garbage time and there's going to be extra yardage and stuff like that but it's almost like some of the things that happen just happen to get the line right some quarterbacks and some teams don't play by the rules their emotions get the best of them because they're fierce competitors and i'm saying not every game is is decided by this but the big money games the primetime games, you see some kind of chicanery going on. Something that's like, oh my God, how did they miss that? They didn't miss it. But just like wrestling, it's a predetermined outcome. This team is going to win. They, When they sit down in production meetings for, for commentators and color commentators, sure, they ask questions, but they walk them through the storyline of how the game should go. game is going to come down to this and oh how crazy this will be announcer talking about a kicker missing an extra point or a field goal and ironically he does the kicker doesn't hear it by no means whatsoever does he really jinx the guy maybe he's told to shank it maybe he's told to make it a closer game a lot of you don't want to hear this a lot of you are saying jason you are just you know down the, the, the rabbit hole and you're coming up with some crazy stuff. I'm just asking you to think about it. To question what you see on the field and look at the, the many fail-safes that the NFL has in place and, and make that decision for yourself. The games that are supposed to be sure things usually aren't a sure thing. And Vegas knows that. Vegas knows that the Eagles shouldn't have lost that game. Or the Buccaneers shouldn't have lost that game. Or Aaron Rodgers shouldn't have thrown that that interception to a wide open receiver, but he threw it to a guy that wasn't even anywhere near him. Because he was told to. You've already seen the flake gate and all kinds of other tricky little things that happen. You got an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. You got coaches for everything. Everybody's got a headset. Everybody's calling plays. Who's who's doing what, when, and where? A lot of communication going on. What's being said? At the end of the game, people are called out. The media. Media is told what to ask, what not to ask. Prior to, you see what's on TV, but in the room, it's a different story. A lot of these commentators and a lot of these media people and reporters are, are are signing confidentiality agreements so that they can't let the cat out of the bag because eventually it's going to and you're going to say well how could every nfl player throughout entire life not open their mouth because it didn't happen all the time boxing was a legitimate sport back in the day until somebody realized that a guy taking a dive or a fake punch or a knockdown and having three panel judges that every time that it goes to the judges, it it's ridiculous. Like, did you watch the same fight that I watched? But that's because Vegas has predetermined this outcome prior to, and these referees are there just to kind of muddy the waters. It's like a guy going for a death penalty and they got six people or five people that, that hold a button. They don't know which one served the lethal dose. That's so that you don't have accountability. You just don't know. But it happens. 
and I want you to wake up and smell the coffee. Because again, the National Football League is making a boatload of money. And on the side note of that, we talk about teams getting new stadiums like the Buffalo Bills and other teams. We talk about these licensing fees, which to me is the most absolutely ridiculous, stupid thing. And we as fans are idiots enough to pay it. We, so if I understand the whole permit seat license thing, you're, you're paying between one and I think $10,000. I don't know what they're going to come up with for you to get a license to buy the season tickets. You don't own the seats. You can't take them out. You can't paint them. You can't do anything with them. Okay. You can't take them home with you. But you get this license, this permit. It's almost like you're going to dig. You got to go to the town hall and get a permit. The permit gives you the right to do something. Well, this permit gives you the right to sit in those seats for the season, but that's not paying for the season tickets. You're going to pay a separate fee for those tickets. The NFL doesn't make enough money. Josh Allen didn't get a $250 million contract. I mean, I like the guy. I don't think he's worth $250 million. I don't think any player in any sport is worth $250 million. Baseball, basketball, forget about it. But we as fans keep shelling out money. The left hand, we're complaining. We are complaining about the price of eggs. But then we're going to a Sabres game and we're paying $15 for a beer. We're complaining that gas is $4 a gallon. Yet, we're paying $40 for parking. We're complaining that the price of things have gone up. But somehow, someway, we're not complaining about the price of nachos hot dogs nope we're not doing none of that or the price of a ticket go to a restaurant and you talk to a waitress and she gives you good customer service and she takes care of you you give her a good tip now I think that's cool but if if you go to the restaurant you get bad food bad service from the waitress you're supposed to give her the 18-20% yeah, we, you got to tip her. That's how she gets paid. She gets paid to do a good job, and she gets a tip based on that. Now, there's a standard, but it shouldn't be a given. Give me good customer service, and you get a great tip. Ask some of the waitresses and waiters of the world, the bartenders of the world, how will they do if they're a damn good waitress or bartender? The answer is very well. But the ones that just expect my right good luck with that went to a Sabres game paid for a $15 beer and the person handed me the beer and asked me if I wanted to give them a tip I looked at them and I said for what and they didn't know what to say you didn't provide any service 
I paid $15 for the can. You mean out of that $15 worth of beer, which is really like a $2 beer, I'm supposed to give you a tip? The tip is don't charge so much for the damn beer. Going back to the, the, the permit. I'm going to pay that much money and then I'm going to spend one, two, three thousand dollars on season tickets. And then by the chance that this team doesn't put a good quality product on the field, on top of me paying 150 to 200 dollars for a jersey, 15 dollar beer, 40 dollar parking. These teams are making boatloads of money. These billionaires are getting richer. We're complaining about inflation. We're complaining about things, but yet we're allowing this to happen. For the Sabres, the Sabres haven't put a good quality product on the ice, and because of that, they have not sold out a game in I don't know how long. Went to the St. Louis Blues Sabres game, which was awesome, by the way, uh, two days ago, and it was like 90s night. They had the old black and red jerseys, 90s music. It was almost pretty much full. It was nice to see. But people say, you know what? I got to make a decision. I got to go for the Bills that are doing really well or the Sabres. I can't afford both. Most people can't afford both. But if you made it back to an $8 beer, because you're not paying, the distributors are not paying that much. You have to wake up. Open your eyes. Close your wallets. Not being cheap. But no, going to the movies nowadays is a major expenditure. It's almost a hundred dollar night for four people to go to a movie. Then the movie sucks. It's like, come on. Can't scream about inflation when we're paying $15 a beer, $40 for parking and paying for permits to just buy a season ticket. The NFL is in business to make money and remember that it's a business and remember that the decisions that happen in the National Football League are for a reason. Hockey now has an instant replay. Spend 15, 20 minutes talking about an offsides. There's betting. There's betting involved. So they have to have another failsafe put in place to do that. If the referee doesn't catch a call back in the day, it was what it was. It should still be that way. We hated referees back in the day. Now referees have an out. Wake up, people. Open your eyes. That's all the time I have for now. Talk to you soon. Peace.